What's going on, Lax Twitter? Ty Cunnington here. Today I've got a quick interview with the heart and soul of the Chrome midfield, John Rannigan. John gave us some great insight into what things have been like off the field in the PLL bubble, how it's contributed to team chemistry, what their off-season additions have brought to the field, and how a few simple fixes from last season have allowed for the Chrome's success in the group play. It's a short but sweet conversation as John was on a tight schedule in the morning, but I hope you can enjoy. So without further ado, here's John Rannigan. Hello, everybody. Ty Cunnington here along with me, Ryan Hulsebus, a.k.a. Top Shelf Lax on Twitter. Joining us today is the heartbeat of the Chrome, John Rannigan. Uh, quick but loaded background on John. He was an Under Armour All-American in high school where he attended Yorktown High School, the same as me. Shout out. Um, he went on to then Hopkins, John Hopkins, to be a two-time All-American uh, where he was the first Blue Jay to earn first-team honors as a sophomore since Paul Rabel did in 2006, not too shabby. Now he's a starter for the Chrome in the PLL with six points in this championship series and is renowned for being a team-first guy. We've seen a lot of that firsthand already. John, thanks so much for taking your time out of your packed schedule so far to talk with us. Absolutely, guys. Thanks a lot for having me. So first, you know, before we get into the X and O's, you know, Kind of wanted to just hear about the bubble first. Curious, uh, who have you been rooming with so far for the bubble? Yeah, I've been rooming with uh, with Jordan McIntosh. Uh, we're on uh, summer number eight, rooming together. So um, it's a, it's we've been playing together for a, a long time, and uh, you know, enjoy ourselves as roommates. This is a little longer than we've normally gone, but it's uh, it's been been good so far. Love that little uh, little feel back in college with having a roommate. Hundred percent. Um, <laughs> What's been what? I'm, what's also been maybe the best part about the uh, the bubble in Salt Lake City, and maybe the worst part? Yeah, well, you know, you kind of mentioned it, kind of like going back to college. Like you know, in the pro game, a lot of guys will work during the week. They'll fly to whatever venue or city they have to go to on Friday night. They'll get a practice in, shoot around, game, have some fun after the game, and then leave on Sunday. So it's kind of hard to, you know, build that team camaraderie where you know we've been together every single day, you know, guys have been waking up, having breakfast together, working out, doing physio, doing uh, practices, eating, eating all our meals together. So it, it does in a lot of ways feel like you're back at college. And, you know, I think a lot of guys that still play the game really miss that, that kind of camaraderie you have with your teammates. And, you know, on our team, we have a bunch of guys that are, are, are really close off the, off the field as well. Um, so to be able to spend so much time together has been, uh, has been a lot of fun. Matt McMahon said it um, a few weeks before this tournament started that this could be like kind of setting the stage for what we could see with pro lacrosse in a couple of years, like teams being together constantly all week, practicing ahead of games instead of just coming in all, you know, Thursday, Friday night, getting ready for a Saturday game. So it's, it's interesting coming from your perspective that now you guys are together for this entire, uh, this entire tournament. Yeah. Yeah. And for us, like we have a lot of, you know, while it's a lot of familiar faces, we have, you know, 12 new guys on the roster and a brand new coaching staff for so for us to have that, have that time together has been, uh, has been super helpful. You mentioned uh, in the, in the huddle last night, you know, we, you were mic'd up obviously um, excited after the win came down a little closer than you probably liked, but you know, talking about uh, having some big chill, uh, big chilling and some sweet hanging out time uh, as a team <laughs> with these next few days. Uh, so I'm wondering, well, you guys got anything planned, maybe a movie night, some team bonding activities? Yeah, last night we, we hung out. We, uh, we had a little uh, floor party, just kind of hung out in the uh, – you know, basically every team, there's like two teams on each floor. So we got a, the whole wing kind of blocked off, just uh, 
sharing, sharing old stories and enjoying our time together. Uh, you know, we got back pretty late and, uh, the only, the only thing that was able to, uh, we were able to order was Domino's. So we had a bunch of pizzas kind of hanging out, but, uh, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to head to the, um, the facility in a little bit here and just do kind of a stretch. There's two games to watch. Um, so just try to get mentally, uh, prepared, get mentally better today and then probably pick it back up tomorrow. For sure. Lastly here, um, I want to talk about your post-game Instagram stories. You've been giving out these team awards, <laughs> it looks like, each game. Uh, there's the WD-40 Greasy Player of the Game. Uh, and now, as of last night, you added in the Chrome Dome, uh, which looks like a Knights helmet. Uh, you got to explain these to me. Yeah, well, we uh, <laughs> for some reason, we just started using the uh, the term greasy a ton you know, with our team and it could, you know, it could mean a, you know, a slick play or, you know, last night Cavs two bomb going in. Um, so I had, I was, I was back in Yorktown uh, living with the parents during quarantine and I saw they had a, a bottle of WD 40 in the garage. So hopefully nothing goes too wrong at the house because we won't have any uh, <laughs> WD 40 left, but I just decided to bring it, just try to give it out every day, just as a, uh, you know, an award just to end the day with. And uh, I think coach pseudo, got that insane uh helmet it was delivered on monday and uh you know two two great guys that won it yesterday you know uh one uh new to our team brendan cavanaugh has been doing great and you know to me i think that will hoss is, is, is i said it in my story the best midfielder in the game they criminally underrated um you know and we're super lucky to have him and uh, a, a quiet leader on our team as well Absolutely. Uh, both the Hawes brothers uh, regarded as, you know, super underrated, really talented midfield guys. So uh, we've definitely seen that for sure. I uh, had, had to ask. It, it's, it was, uh, I've enjoyed seeing those every, after every game. For the sake of time here, we'll move on uh, to sort of the group play itself. Uh, so with the next game being a first round of the elimination bracket, uh, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of film and recovery. You even mentioned you got a, you know, sort of a walkthrough now uh, and you'll watch the games later. In terms of learning about yourselves and fixing mistakes, you don't get as much from wins, and you have three of those. Um, I'm wondering what your takeaways were that you guys sort of gathered after that tough overtime loss to the Archers on Thursday. Yeah, you know, I think in all of our games, even last night, right, like we've been trying to talk about playing for 48 minutes, and I think in the first two games we we played – you know, maybe, uh, maybe two quarters, um, you know, maybe 24 minutes. And, and we were able to sneak out with wins because I, you know, I think that we have a lot of talent and in those 24 minutes, we, we played really well. Um, but we kind of said after each one, you know, we gotta, we gotta keep building. We gotta keep building. And obviously we put, dug ourselves a huge hole versus the archers. You can't do that with a team like that. And although we were able to come back and, and, and you know, take the lead and then ultimately lose, I think it's going to be a very good thing for us in the long term because, like you said, like you can kind of sit there and say, ah, well, we didn't play well enough. Let's do better, but we still won, right? Like when you actually do lose, you start thinking about that more. And, you know, until the last five minutes of last, um, last night, you know, we, we did that. So we've been worrying a lot about ourselves, you know, getting better as a unit. And, um, you know, now on Tuesday, right. You know, if you lose, you go home. So I think we have a group that wants to stay together as long as, as long as possible. So, you know, starting today when we start watching film and, and go through our walkthrough, it's, it's about getting those mental reps and, you know, we've been talking about mistakes that we've been making and now it's time to not make those again. Yeah. It's a phrase tossed around a lot. You sort of took words out of my mouth there with my next 
point here. You got to play 48 minutes really front to end. Uh, that sort of seemed to be an issue uh, or at least somewhat of a problem with you guys in the first few games, you know, the chaos, you mount that massive comeback, which was awesome. Um, it's sort of been a tale of two halves last night. You get to the fourth almost there and then boom, nine goals later, you know, it's a one possession game again. Um, so, you know, I guess you answered it there, you know, obviously just taking a look at, at those things and you've kind of got to just, you got to get them right going forward. Cause now is when it matters. Um, yeah. I mean, there's too much, too much talent in this league. Um, to, to let those, you know, anytime you're going to let a team stick around, they're going to, they're going to put the ball in the back of the net. There's, it's too much talent. John, in terms of your offense, we'll get to the defense in a little bit and all those additions that are paying off huge for you guys. Coach Sudan looks like an absolute genius right now with some of the late moves he made uh, in June to bolster your team's defense. But in terms of the offense, it's the same group from last year for the most part. Yourself, Ned Karate, Jordan McIntosh, Jordan Wolf, and Justin Gutterding were all protected before the expansion draft. And we've seen all four of you know, your team's group play games, why that was the case. We've seen in those games why that was the case. But we can't overlook some of these offseason additions as well for this offense. What has stuck out the most to you when you watch back film of Matt Gaudet, Jesse King, you brought up Brendan Kavanaugh, uh, Kavanaugh before, the impact that they are making offensively, three guys that your team either traded for late or picked up at the waiver wire uh, late in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't speak uh, enough about those guys. They're awesome. You know, Jesse King had played with our core group, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, in the other league. So we had some com camaraderie with him and he's just such a matchup nightmare. He's so big and, and so smooth as, with his stick that, you know, if you, if you, if you short stick him, it's, a, it's an automatic slide and he moves the ball so well. And, you know, Brendan Kavanaugh is that, is that short, quick guy. Right. And he makes all the right plays on the field. And then, you know, um, you know, Matt Gaudette, if, you know, it's, it's so hard for defenses, I think, because if you want to slide from us, then you have the guy on the inside who's such a good finisher. Um, and, and if you don't want to slide off of them, you have, we have guys in the perimeter that can break guys down one-on-one. -on -one. So, you know, the, the one thing I would say about all three of those guys, and, and you know, this is kind of a, uh, a testament to coach Sudo um, who did this across the board is he brought guys in that are absolutely team first. Um, you know, they don't care who, who's scoring, you know, they just want to be a part of, of the team and, and do what they can, you know, whether it's huge goals or just little plays, you know, to make us better. Um, and I think that's going to, um, He's going to show in, the, in this elimination round. We saw last night the War Dogs tried to put a shorty on Matt Gaudet so they can get two pulls up on your midfielders up at the top of, you know, around the arc. That really didn't work out for them. They had to make some halftime adjustments. But Gutterding and Wolf combined for 15 goals and 11 assists over that first four games. Karate, McIntosh, and yourself combined for 13 goals, eight assists. Mind you, Karate did not play last night. And we're not really surprised you guys did this last season, just weren't able to translate them into wins early in the season. And then this summer, in this, you know, quick sprint to the finish, that's not the case. And a huge reason why your team is in this position that it's in is because of the play from that group. And then, as you said, Kavanaugh, uh, Gaudet, and Jesse King. But this offense looks really good, especially when you guys go on these long runs and then, you know, these new teams are playing a big part of that. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun group to be part of, for sure. Um, we talked about the offense here. Ryan covered that a little bit. Um, what's impressed you sort of the most about this defense being able to come together on such short notice, you know, Bernhardt was sort of a known commodity, a team USA guy, but the new guys like Salama and Eddie making impacts sort of right away has really stood out to at least us, you know, as viewers, but what, what, what have you sort of seen that's impressed you about this uh, whole unit? Yeah. Well, you know, for me, it, defensively, it always starts in, in the goal. And I think John Galloway is, you know, done a tremendous job of, you know, not only, 
playing his position at an extremely high level, but leading this group group of guys. And, you know, and then you mentioned Jesse Bernhardt, you know, I've been playing against Jesse since we were both freshmen at Hopkins in Maryland, you know, so we've been going against each other for about 12 years now. And uh, it sucks going against him. He's a tremendous, tremendous player. Um, and, you know, this is the first time I've gotten a chance to be in a locker room with him and see what type of leadership and discipline he brings to the defensive end. Um, it, it, it's absolutely great. And, and yeah, our, our rope unit, I would say, you know, Eli Reese, Will Haas, Donnie Moss, Sam Duggan, Justin Terry, those guys are playing absolutely insane. Um, and it's a tough, you know, that short stick defensive midfield position is very tough in this league because you get a lot of guys, you know, that are used to being pulled. And, you know, a lot of people want to say in offense, we want to attack the short stick. So those guys, I mean, Will Haas is like having a, a, a you know, a fifth pull out there, honestly, the way he defends. And, um, you know, I, a lot of those guys, I would, I would say the same thing about the offensive guys is like, those guys just want to be a part of a team. They want to be part of a team that wins and they want to be part of that, whether it's the big plays or the small plays and everybody's completely bought in from day one, which has made this, you know, for so much roster turnover has made this so smooth for us. Um, and I can't say enough about those guys and how they've been playing. I remember back in the, uh, in the entry draft, I questioned the Donnie Moss pick just because kind of the guys that were still on the board after him. And he is proving me wrong because he is playing some very good uh, short stick defensive midfield. And then as you're saying as well, Sam Duggan doing his thing. So Donnie Moss is, he's a boss, man. He really is like making me look stupid. I think I had him going undrafted. (laughs) I think a lot of people thought that. And he's another guy that uh, has some experience with us and with coach. And uh, he's a quiet guy, but I would tell you, you don't want to be on his bad side because he's a, He's a mean I'm, I'm admitting it because I want to stay off his bad side. I'm admitting my mistake. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, that's a good move. That's a good move. Yeah, no question. The uh, the shorties out there, Hawes, Duggan, both have been you know pulling up for two or burying goals when they're open. So they they've made guys pay for either not respecting them with uh, their position or you know who knows. But that's sort of been a, a major part of that midfield unit of yours. You know, outside the starters, basically everybody, including the poles, has been able to contribute. So I think that depth is definitely proved you guys, you know, well, and it's going to serve you even better, you know, with the playoffs coming up, you mentioned there right off the bat, John Galloway, you know, I think if there was an award for the most improved player, like they do in some other leagues for 2020, I say he'd be in the running for it or the lead for it. Um, You know, historically, obviously we know John outstanding goaltender, you know, unbelievable. Uh, But, you know, compared to last season, definitely, you know, looks great. And it, and it showed obviously, you know, I think he was second in saves before your game, last night and, you know, almost 60%, you know, on top of, you know, all the goalies playing great. Uh, but, but John's definitely been there to, to back, you know, already, you know, an already great defensive unit, you know, wh- what have you sort of seen, you know, out of him, if, if anything was different, you know, between training camp to now, you know, obviously we know he's a great leader, like you mentioned, but, you know, does he just, does he just seem more dialed in? You know, I, I've, I've been around this is my eighth season playing with John and I, and I, I do really think he brings the same approach t- to every year. Um, you know, he's certainly dialed in. I think he, you know, he, he didn't have a great year last year. And I think that it's, you know, it's kind of unfair to just look at, you know, the save percentage, because I think one thing we're doing a lot better this year is we're riding better. Um, mm. So last year, our transition game was pretty awful, both from D to O and O to D. So you made the point of, our short sticks are scoring goals in transition that maybe they weren't doing last year. And then we're also defending their transition much better. 
than we were last year. So, you know, the, when you give up those transition opportunities and a goalie seeing a shot from doorstep, I mean, you know, it's, it's really not his fault. And, you know, I think we're giving him so much more support than we did last year. Um, but John's brought the same intensity, the same fire and the same discipline to his approach every year I've been there. And uh, he's just a, he's a pleasure to be around and a pleasure for to, to play for. You definitely see him always active, you know, especially on the clears throw some of the best clearing balls, I think out of anyone out there. And, and I'm sure you, I'm sure you appreciate that as a midi as well. Uh, getting to catch those in stride. Um, really just overall, you know, this team has sort of just established itself. I think as you know, one of the top three, you guys are pretty much going to be the number two seed. It looks like, uh, based on the goal, goal differential, goal differential. Um, You're going to get it. You think, you know, unless they lose big, you never know. Yeah. All right, we'll see. Um, but, you know, as I was saying, you know, can't wait to see how the playoffs shake out, you know, with the seeding. Um, and we'll be watching just like you guys eagerly to see who you guys match up against on Tuesday. Um, Ryan, unless you have anything else. Um, John, you got to be on NBC. Uh, you got to be mic'd up every single game. <laughs> you just got to put that in. We heard an F-bomb or two, a mother of F-bomb. But, hey, you got to be mic'd up every time. You bring a lot of energy. And uh, you, you, I think on – was it – Thursday night you went you were talking to a teammate and they tried to get you and you just went like nope you're you got locked in when when you heard them I think they asked you the question like twice but you you got it on the second time you got to be mic'd up every game yeah that was uh that's a new thing for me this year they yeah. I didn't have it last year it takes some getting used to so I told my uh I told my parents to uh you know don't mind if I curse because sometimes <laughs> I can't I get a little too excited but um I you know and that's the other thing I love about this league I mean they do a lot of different things and you know, it's great that you guys are tuning in. I think we're, we've got a lot of people that are watching that are, are maybe new to new to lacrosse. And I think the PLL does a, a fantastic job of, um, you know, making it fun for people who love lacrosse and people who are, who are just learning it too. I've, uh, I don't know if he texted you or not last night, but you know, Jameson and the, and the Embry bros got on the broadcast last night, <laughs> all, all done in their, uh, their Rannigan shirts uh, with their cutouts. So, uh, that was, that was a fun shout out. I know they were, they were excited. I was texting. Yeah, that was great. I was doing a lot of work with them, uh, you know, leading up to this, they're great kids. So shout out to the Embrys. John, uh, John always, uh, working out in the off season at our, uh, high school turf, sticking to his roots. Always appreciate him representing the Y peep the, uh, the tape on his, uh, helmet. Always, uh, always, always supporting his hometown. John, I can't thank you enough for taking your time out of your busy schedule during this championship series to talk with us. Uh, It's been a pleasure to watch you succeed individually, but also with the Chrome uh, as a team. We'll be rooting for you guys going into the playoffs. And um, thank you again. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks a lot for having me. Thank you, John.